Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Greetings, welcome to the NASCAR and NBC podcast. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. We're on the eve of round of eight finales at Martinsville Speedway that will determine the championship four fields in the NASCAR truck, Xfinity, and Cup Series. The Xfinity Series will race Saturday at Martinsville with pre-race coverage beginning at 5.30 p.m. Eastern on NBCSN. Regular season champion A.J. Allmendinger enters the race in a tie for the points lead with defending series champion Austin Sindrick. It's a very good bet that both will be racing each other for the title next week at Phoenix Raceway. So I accompanied an NBC Sports crew up to Colleg Racing Shop in Welcome, North Carolina this past Wednesday for a sit-down with A.J. Allmendinger. You can see the on-camera feature of this sit-down during the Martinsville NBCSN pre-race show, which again will begin at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Saturday. But I wanted to give you a chance to hear the full interview. So that's what you'll hear in this podcast. This interview took place in the lobby of the Colleg Racing Shop. So if you hear some hammering in the background, that is AJ's team literally working on preparing his cars for the next two races. AJ was in a reflective mood as we look back at his NASCAR career, which has certainly had many ups and downs since he announced 15 years ago this month that he would be joining the startup Red Bull Racing full-time with the 2007 Cup Series season. So much has transpired since then that has led up to his renaissance the last few years with Colleg Racing. And now at age 39, AJ's got a chance for his first NASCAR title. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Here's my sit down with AJ Allmendinger. AJ, you've had an incredibly successful season in the Xfinity Series, five victories. You're one race away from getting to Phoenix and racing for a title. Can you believe how well things have gone for you and Colleg Racing this year? Uh, Nate, no, not really. I Going into this, I had no expectations. Of course, you want to go out there and try to contend and win some races, but to be quite honest, even doing the part-time schedule, if you you know looked at our races, you know we were competitive, but at the end of the day, the, the team still really didn't have any wins besides on super speedways and road courses, and then we got that one race at Atlanta, so... Going into it, I had no idea what to expect about it. So with everything that has happened, to be able to win at the racetracks that we've won at, uh, to really contend it at a lot of the racetracks, I mean, we've had such a, a great season. It's been unbelievable to me. At times, I just didn't want to wake up. Like, there's no way that this is truly happening. <laughs> but 
I'm uh, just so proud to be at Collig Racing and, and be a part of this team, this organization. And, you know, it starts with Matt Collig and everything that he puts into this team, you know, money, effort, resources, Chris Rice, then on down the line with all the men and women here. So no matter what happens, of course, we want to give ourselves an opportunity to win a championship. But this has been a, a dream come true season for me that, you know what, I'll, I'll never forget and I'll truly cherish. I mean, you've been racing a long time. Is it the best season you've ever had? Uh, I mean... <laughs> 2002, 2003, Barber Dodge, Toy Atlantic, those were good seasons. <laughs> but if we're, I mean, at the elite level, for sure. I yeah. mean, it, you know, a lot of my cup career, I mean, it's, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, it, there was so many times of clawing and scratching, just trying to, to maintain and be a part of the sport. You know, to win the cup race in 2014, that was great and make the playoffs, but completely different scenario. So for sure, what this year has been with Xfinity and then the one cup win at Indy, like, I mean, just, I, I would have never imagined that this was going to happen. You mentioned Barber Dodge. When you look back at your career in NASCAR, and you made that leap from single-seater open cockpit racing 15 years ago now, which is somewhat hard to believe. You were much younger then. When you look back, what was your confidence level like, I guess, coming into NASCAR then versus now? Well, I mean, I'd always watch NASCAR. I mean, I was a, I'm a huge motorsports fan, so growing up, I just wanted to race something professionally I didn't even really have a an idea of what that was going to be you know I kind of went the open wheel route through karting and and then got hooked up with Paul Tracy and he did so much for my my career early was so fortunate to have so many different people kind of come into my life and give me opportunities but yeah when I went to NASCAR I didn't I didn't know what to expect I mean I I knew it was the best of the best that was something in open wheel racing at the time that I wish we had we have it now but we had two series, so you had some of the best and then some of the best over here, so yeah. we weren't racing against all the best of the best, so that, for me, going to NASCAR, I was like, okay, now you're racing against the elite every weekend. I didn't expect it to be that hard. <laughs> like, I really, <laughs> like, I was like, oh, it's going to be hard, but, like, I'll, I'll figure it out, and then, but, I mean, I guess I chose the, the hardest path, brand new team, brand new manufacturer. At the time, there was 55 cars trying to qualify every weekend, and like it was there were some dark times for sure because I, I i remember my first cup test or first cup race trying to qualify at texas and i'd run a couple truck races i thought all right i'm i'm not bad at this and dale jr passed me in practice and it was a scene out of talladega nights i was like <laughs> i was like is that another car they're like i was like how far am i off the pace they're like yeah 1.4 seconds i was like oh my goodness, I felt like I was hauling the mail around here. So <laughs> it's just, it's been that type of struggle at the start of my career, just trying to learn these cars. It's almost like trying to learn how to walk again, trying to drive an open wheel car and then come over to a stock car. You mentioned it. I mean, there were obvious peaks and valleys in those early years from Red Bull to going to RPM to the shot with Roger Penske. You've had so many chapters in your career. Did all of that just like happen so fast that it's a blur now to when you look back on it or? Uh, a little bit, um, because, you know, from, from Red Bull to going to, you know, Richard Petty Motorsports, like, the whole time I always felt like I was just trying to make a name for myself. I was trying to give them a reason for me to stay, whether that was being fast in practice, qualifying really well, you know, putting some races together. It wasn't really till 2000, I'd say 11, where I started feeling like I'm actually getting comfortable here starting to know how to drive these cars and, and kind of feel what I want out of them. We had a really good year that year. I think we missed the making the, the playoffs by 
felt like five points or something like that, and that was when it only had 12 drivers. So I really felt like I was kind of gaining momentum there, and then my chance with Roger, the problem was, like, I was so stressed about it because, it, A, it's Roger Penske. It's my hero trying to grow up and drive for him. And still had never won a race, and you go to that 22 car, and there's a lot of pressure. And as I showed, I didn't handle it very very well. I was struggle. I I struggled. The beginning of the year, there was a lot of mechanical failures, but really no excuses. I was just mentally struggling because I just feel like I was letting Roger down. And then with everything that happened, yeah, it was like starting back over and then just trying to claw and scratch again to try to stay in the sport. You had the suspension, you lost your ride there. I guess those would be like the obvious regrets. Any other regrets or, you know, like you said, like, you know, Red Bull and RPM, I mean, the, the cars weren't really up to probably the, the level you needed to be at to perform well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I try to not have any regrets in life because yeah. I think we all, you know, as long as you learn from them and you become a better person and, and become better from it, uh, we all make mistakes in life. You know, the only regret I have in that whole that whole part of it was just not being up front with Roger. Like I, I you know, as I kind of figured out what it was, I kind of got told to go down a path, and and that was a path I went down. And just letting Roger down was was my my biggest regret. Having to sit into sit in his office and and him, you know, tell me, you know, straight up, I, I want to keep you. I hate doing this. And I said, like, there's no reason. Like, I let you down. That's the biggest regret I have because that's the one person in my life, besides my fam- my parents, that I never wanted to let down. But because of that, I got a chance to come back and, and race at the Indianapolis 500. I don't Everybody kind of says, well, you were with Roger anyways. You probably would have raced it. I'm like, well, I, I don't know that. Yeah. Now I had the opportunity. Being it the Indianapolis 500, I met my wife. And like, so, so many great things came from what happened, but it's just that one regret of, of letting Roger down. I, I just never wanted to do that. And, and that's the thing that will always hurt me the most is that I had to have him make such a tough decision. So the rest of it, I've learned from it. And because of it, I'm so much better for it. But um, that's that's the one thing that, that hurts the most. And even though you let him down, AJ, I mean, Roger still, he paid you through the end of that year, and then he gave you, like you said, the shot at the Indy 500, the shot at the Xfinity wins that you got with Penske. So, I mean, yeah. he still had a huge impact on your career. No, for sure. I mean, he, he meant everything to me, like, for for doing what he did for me for the rest of the year so I wasn't completely stressed about Everything else that was going to have to happen, you know, to, to pay me at the end of the year, he had no reason to. Um, and then to give me another opportunity to go run the Indy 500, run some Indy car races, and then go to finally get my first NASCAR wins in, in Xfinity. Uh, I mean, he's he he'd meant the world to me. He all he still does. Like it's it, it's that's that's a person that I mean he's he's way bigger than motorsports, yeah. and you know he's had a, a huge effect on my life in such a, a great way. So. Um, because of him, it was able to probably get back in the sport and then people like James Finch to allow me to drive his race cars and then Tad, Jody, and Brad to, uh, to ultimately go with uh, JTG and kind of start that next chapter of, of my life. It's, it's been a crazy ride for sure. AJ, you've said before that if it... Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. 
Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply wasn't fun. You've said this recently, but it wasn't fun that you wouldn't do this. Were there any points when it wasn't fun for you in those early years of, of switching over to NASCAR that you wanted out of racing altogether? No, I probably wanted to go back to open wheel racing though. Like I was, it was, it was rough. Um, for a couple of reasons, because a, just the, the struggles of, of trying to learn NASCAR and, and you felt like an outsider to a certain extent. And I probably made it more challenging because in open wheel racing, it, you know, you were always pitted against your teammates and, and you didn't really want to talk to the other drivers. There was weakness there. So, you know, in NASCAR, I, I probably should ask for more help, but I wouldn't because I felt like it made me weak. So, and then on top of it, it seemed like <laughs> every week there was a story when I wouldn't make the race from the open wheel community, like, oh, AJ missed another race. So I didn't want to quit racing, but I definitely... It, I was like, am I going to survive in NASCAR? How how long am I going to even be here? And you've talked to, like you said after the Roval, you were talking about this, how racing is a mental challenge for you week to week. It's always a mental challenge. So what's the trick, I guess, at this stage in your to keeping your head engaged and, and staying mentally in a good place when you're racing? Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just about having more good days than bad. I mean, and that's, we we all, I feel like, no matter what you do, you, you have your bad days and, and, you know, depending on the person, the lows can be low. It's, you know, racing, and I, I tell this to, to everybody, I mean, and it's kind of a half joke, but it's serious. It's like, at the end of the day, it's we're just racing cars. Like, we're, yeah. we're not saving lives, and there's so much worse happening in the world. But when you put your whole life into something, and that's all you judge yourself off of to a certain extent, when it's not going well, I mean, it's miserable. Cup racing, when you do it every week and you can't really escape it, it's hard because it's like you have a bad week and the next thing you know you're back at the racetrack again and you're struggling again and it and it for me I I always try to put it on on my shoulders I've that's the way my parents have raised me to not really make excuses and and I always feel like I want to lift my team up whether we're good or not I want to be better I want to make us better well sometimes that can be the worst thing in the world so now having a little bit more perspective on where I'm at in life and, and what I enjoy. I mean, life is great. I got a, a beautiful wife. I got great parents, great family and friends. I drive for college racing, which is like just an extent of my family. So it's just about having a lot more better days than than bad. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, you see me at the racetrack and, and especially getting ready to try to make it to the, the final four. And then if we do, getting ready for the final four, I'm stressed. I'm nervous. Uh, I could maybe be in a bad mood. Like, I still care just as much and maybe more now than ever because I feel like I'm really 
a part of this organization growing. But at the end of the day, I got a lot of people that that really support me and and try to have fun with it and at just it really is about having a lot more better days than bad, which in the past life I didn't. I had way more bad days than good. And now I have a lot more better days than, than bad, and, and that makes it a lot of fun. When you talk about like it being when things are, are rough, it's, it can be the worst place in the world. Is that because it seems like fear is such a great motivator for you, AJ? It's fear of getting better or fear that, like, hey, maybe nobody's going to want to hire me anymore. Is that kind of what drives you, and is that what makes those dark places kind of hard to navigate because it is sort of motivated by fear of failure, essentially? Yeah, I mean, to, to a certain degree, just being really hard on myself to always get better. I mean, that's, that's what I always have said. My, my worst and best strength are the same thing. It's motivating myself to always get better, no matter whether the weekend was great or the weekend was bad. Okay, that's great. It's over. Well, wake up and do it again. You can't do it again, can you? And then it's just this weird push inside my head to like, well, if you doubt it, so go do it. And it's why... <laughs> Chris Rice probably loses his mind on the pit box because I'll scream about, we're not doing very good, or, man, I'm struggling, like, this is bad. And then, like, the next restart, I'll go take the lead. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's a weird, not real healthy motivation <laughs> to myself, but it's like, well, you doubt it, go do it. Now go prove yourself wrong, and that's that's how every weekend is for me, so... I'm, you know, almost 40 years old, I'm still part of motorsports and... and it's work for me to still be here. It's not the most healthy way to go about it sometimes, but yeah, I mean, it's that fear of failing. It's that, that fear of not getting better every time I get in the race car, fear of letting everybody here down at the shop. It's what pushes me every day to wake up and for some reason, whether it's watch video, work out, just focus on what it may be to, to get better going in the weekend. You talked about it. I mean, we're here at College Racing, and uh, this has been where your career has enjoyed this rebirth. And I can tell you you're very much part of the family. I see you chatting with the crew guys earlier when you were in here. And I know you've always had an appreciation for your success in racing, but have you appreciated things more in your time here at College Racing since 2019? It, it seems as if you are very cognizant and appreciative of the fact that like, you're in a really good place, not just in life, but in your career with this team. Well, I'm, I'm, it starts with I'm very appreciative of Matt Collig and Chris Rice even giving me the opportunity. At the end of 2018, it was, okay, I'm signed with NBC Sports. You and we were working yep. together a lot, and yep. I was really enjoying that. Going into the year and, and like thought, okay, this is probably the next chapter in life, and I'm and, um, looking forward to it and we got I got to do so many things between the IMSA side of it and Supercross and our NASCAR shows and IndyCar and I mean everything so I was having fun with that and and I felt like okay this is probably what's going to happen and, and Chris called me to be a part of this part-time so when I walked into the shop you know there was no trophies in here the whole thing is trophy hunting yeah. and you know it's great to be with the Penske's of the world like you walk into to Team Penske and the whole place is filled with memories of every great driver that's been in there. And Richard Petty Motorsports, the same way you see the king and, and all the wins. And you know, and Tad and Jody, to a certain extent, that although they hadn't won any cup races, I mean, you know, they were established and it was their team, and and they really allowed me to be a part of it and make decisions in there, and I enjoyed that. So I had that mindset coming in here, but I thought, okay, I'm just part time. I'm I'm gonna try to do my part. And quickly, I grew to love the team. And what makes it fun is when you walk into a shop that's got no trophies, 
Like, the history hasn't been set yet. You can help try to make the history of the team. And I was there for Ross's first win, the first win of the for the team. And then it's carried on to where we're at now. And that's what I really enjoy, uh, take a, a lot of pride in, is that I'm a small part of, of trying to help this organization grow. And even when I wasn't driving every race, I was trying to focus, okay, how do we get better? Like, it just – it was like – something that I hadn't truly experienced. The 47 I did a little bit, but truly experienced because there was no history written. And we're trying to write history here and, and make history for college racing. So that's what I really love showing up to the shop and, and kind of being a part of is, is trying to help keep creating history. And hopefully we can keep adding to that over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, that recent history, you look around here, we've got all these trophies, the checkered flags, they're building a new shop right down the road here for the big leap up to cup. I mean, when you look around your indie win, when you look around at everything that's happened here, how pleased and content are you with the impact you've had? Uh, I don't know if I'm ever content. I'm definitely <laughs> pleased. I, I love where we've been able to, to go in, in really three years' time of... of when I was got here, you know, it really starts a lot of it with, with Justin Haley because when he came here, he helped really. And I'm not trying to, to take away from from the, the past, but he upped the level of the team to have Justin be a part of this and, and have so much talent at such a young age. Uh, and then you know, with Ross coming in and guys like that, and you know, all the drivers that they had in that time. And so, I, you know, I always say I feel like I'm just a small part of it. But you look at all the trophies. I mean, we got a regular season championship. We won at Bristol. We have a cup win at Indy. I mean, we have pictures of kissing the bricks. You know, two years ago, there was no wins, really. So it's been fantastic. And... Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. I mean, I just, I keep, it, it, and that's what pushes me because I just want to keep doing more because I love those times. We we have fun. You know, I think sometimes you lose it in this business when you win a race and the next the race is next weekend. You're like, oh, we're going to celebrate. And then, okay, we forget about it. We go to the next weekend. Matt Call and Chris Rice, they don't allow that. Like, you celebrate it. You enjoy it because we've all been a part of knowing, like, we don't know if it's going to happen again. So I just, it, it's so enjoyable being here. And I just want to keep adding to it. I just want to keep being that small part that keeps adding to the history here. Do you feel like you're the feel-good story 
in NASCAR in the Xfinity Series this year? Because it certainly seems like the fans' reaction to your wins, they really love you. Uh, that's a good question, Nate. I don't, I don't know really how to judge that. You know, I, I love. I think like last year with the pandemic, everybody knows the fans make the sport. Without the fans, none of it's possible. But we were so used to having such big crowds at the racetrack, and all of a sudden they were gone. Yeah. I mean, it was the oddest thing in Atlanta to win and get out of the car. And I'm like, hey, all right, high five. All right, cool. I'm going to go over there, I guess. Uh, so to have the fans back this year and be able to celebrate it with them when I win the race, you know, it's, I've always had it in my mind, you know, whether you love me or you hate me. Like, you, I don't it's, – it's, first of all, it's great to be cheered. I, I don't want to be booed. But the passion that the fans have, whether you love or hate me, that's, that's what makes the sport so great. So it's been fun to be able to celebrate with them, whether you like me or you don't, like because what you see is what you get with me, good or bad, whether I've had a great race and I'm so happy or I had a bad race and you can see how mad and upset and just rage that I have. <laughs> it's what makes it fun. So I don't know if, I, if I'm the story of the Xfinity Series. I always look at Austin Sendrick's the champ until you take him away. He's the story, but... I've had a lot of fun with it, and it's been fun to be able to celebrate when we won the races and be there and have the fans either chant my name or me hanging on the fence or me just be able to hear the crowd. Like, that's been so much raw emotion that I've been able to let out of me that, you know, when you win a race, you should be able to do that. So I'll let everybody else judge that if I'm the story <laughs> or not, but it's been fun celebrating with everybody. You've always said you wear your emotions on your sleeve. What will those emotions be like, do you think, if you are able to take home that championship? Uh, I've tried to do a really good job of not thinking about it because <laughs> it's un until you even have an opportunity to go to Phoenix as the championship four, there's no reason to worry about it. I love getting ready to go to Martinsville with our point gap, but you know at any point, especially around a place like Martinsville, it can all be erased. So I haven't thought about it a lot, but... It's definitely getting close now to where it's starting to enter my mind. We've already have been preparing for Phoenix like we have been locked in for five weeks. That's That was our confidence level. Like, we're going to be there. We're going to start locking ourselves in. We're going to start getting ready for Phoenix. So we've been doing that. The cars are getting ready. We've done a lot of sim for it. So we're definitely going to be prepared. Uh, so hopefully we can go do our job in Martinsville and, and get locked in. Maybe win a clock on the way there. But if it was able to happen... It would be, I mean, you'd see, although I don't know, you see every emotion when I win anyway, so I don't yeah. know how much different it's going to be. You're going to the top I think, yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be more as we, if it were to happen, once you get away from everything, like those emotions that really come out. But yeah, honestly, Nate, I'm not going to let myself think that until we have the opportunity to go there and we strap into the race car and we're locked in as the championship four. So, but no matter what, because we know the way these championships work now, it's based on one race. And whoever hits it that day and does the, does the best job is the champion, and that's the way our sport is. It doesn't take away from everything that we have sitting here right now. No matter what happens at Martinsville or Phoenix, this has been an amazing year, a dream come true that I wouldn't trade for the world. So there you have it, the thoughts of A.J. Allmendinger as he heads into the final two races of the Xfinity season with a chance to win his first title. Our thanks to AJ for the time and also to Carly at Colleg Racing for helping coordinate and arrange the interview. 
Many thanks as well to producer Joel Madak for helping with the interview and getting me the audio, as well as Justin, Brendan, and Kevin on the crew for making things look and sound good. As noted, Xfinity Race coverage from Martinsville starts at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Saturday on NBCSN, and Cup Race coverage from Martinsville will begin Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC with Countdown to Green leading into the race on NBC. I hope to be back Monday with another NASCAR on NBC podcast recapping Martinsville and looking ahead to the championship races at Phoenix. These episodes are available wherever you download podcasts, so if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review and any feedback, you can also send that to me on Twitter, at Nate Ryan is my handle. Thanks again for listening to the NASCAR and NBC podcast. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.